Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin, the only podcast that never got grounded because in our house, this podcast household, the only thing you could get grounded for would be Funkin, and we focused all our energy on Munkin. Um, now that I think about it, I've actually, I actually was never grounded as a kid. One, because obviously everything, anyone who's listening to the show knows that I just definitely didn't do anything worthy of being grounded. And even if I did, I didn't go anywhere. So what are you going to ground me for? I'm one of your co-hosts, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barra. Andre, I apologize for talking so much. How are you? God damn. Um, yeah, I almost forgot the joke I wanted to make, but it was, uh, there's no funk in here, just a lot of spelunkin. Wow. Did, we, did you make that joke when we did Mr. Monk Gets Married? Because they do go into a cave. No, no, I, I did not. I didn't even know they were going Spelunkin. I, I guess I, sh- I did know that, but yeah, no. Yeah, I also, Spelunkin, I feel like, feels most, most appropriate when it's an underwater cave. It, like, I understand it also does apply to regular caves, but, like, when I think of, like, a Spelunker, I think of someone... Also, just a dumb thing to do. Like, do people realize... Do Spelunkers realize that, like, they can just not go into caves? I've never gone in a cave in my whole life, and I'm fine. Like, I, I feel perfectly okay about it. Anyway. Um, that's yeah. the way I feel about I... most adrenaline things, though. It's like, you know, you, you don't have to base jump. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I've I've never I've never spelunked, I've never base jumped, but I definitely have been called for jury duty. Mm. I have never been called for jury duty, but that's only because because I went to college out of state and I'm uh, 24. I've only had like two years where I would have been eligible for it. Um, but we're not here to talk about you not going to jury duty. No. We're here to talk about the fact that Mr. Monk mm-hmm. he's going to jury duty. Yes. I wanted to do it this time. I don't know why. Uh, I just uh, no, I appreciate it. I, I you know, th- 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 there's a good role reversal. Um, and yeah, we're talking Mr. Monk goes to jury duty. Um, and uh, what do you think about this episode, generally? Um, you know, not my favorite episode. Um, actually, one of the weaker ones, I think. I agree. Uh, yeah. And I think it's only because it's we're like basically stuck in a room with Monk and a bunch of strangers, for the most I th- part. I think that that's true. And I also think that, at least for me... The plausibility of it. It's an episode where I complain a lot about how the world just isn't like, oh, Monk Lily's mental illness, he should be treated differently. This, it just, it, you just don't, I just simply don't believe that he'd be allowed on a jury normally and they wouldn't change it. Like, also, he's a former cop who has, who has had a mental discharge of being a police officer. Like, there's just no way that he would be. And it, it, it just, it, and the fact that, like, the episode makes you confront that every scene is like, they would kick him off the jury. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And there's, like, a lot of scenes where they show, like, there's a lot of, like, those scenes, the ones that we don't like yeah. that go on way too long, specifically the one where they're screaming outside. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really, really hard to, to, yeah. to get over that, but we'll We get, start we'll off, though, that. we don't start off with those scenes. We start off with a chase that looks like it was actually filmed in San Francisco, I, I, but I might be wrong. Yes. No, it is. It's Chinatown in San Francisco, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, a guy whose name is, what is it? What's his first name? Miguel? Miguel Escobar. Um, yeah, who's a Colombian drug lord? Subtle. Gee, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's, I do like a joke where Randy's talking into Walkie Talkie about describing him, and he says he's wearing a shirt. It's either lavender or mauve. Um, Damn, I missed that. I mean, because Randy's the fit king. Yeah, no, for sure. But there's like this uh, this episode also was super hard to take notes on because there's just so much shit, or, like so many people involved. Like, yes, I miss so many things. I guarantee yeah. it. Um, and then of course Escobar, because you know he's like not just a regular bad guy; he's like a bad bad guy. He takes a random hostage. Um, 
I feel like that that's like the thing. I don't know when it started, but I feel like in the '90s that started where it's like you wanna you wanna differentiate your like a regular action movie villain from one who's like actually an evil person. You make him take a hostage, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like he, he takes a hostage. He he takes like some uh, some Chinese woman. Uh, you know, she, he, trying to you know take her hostage to avoid the cops arresting him. But you know he lays he puts his guard down for one second and the lady chops the gun right out of his fucking hand well yeah and she elbows him in the gut like she deserves a lot of props they kind of just glaze over her you know yeah yeah for sure but yeah props to her mm-hmm. yeah and he uh, apparently he's the most a uh, uh, bystander in uh, i think just generally terribly acting performances like hey that's miguel escobar he's the number one most wanted man Right, he didn't. He didn't seem the type to be the number one most wanted man. But okay, we'll go. No, with it. um, I actually wonder. Let me actually see who uh, FBI most wanted man now. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go to FBI.gov. Uh, Arnaldo Jimenez is damn okay. A, he is, he killed his wife on uh, May twelfth, twenty twelve, and uh, yep, and he. Uh, and he also skipped, he, like, he escaped. Honestly, doesn't feel like, uh, not that that's not terrible, but I feel like there's gotta be someone who did something worse who's still a fugitive. Um. Yeah, that's insane to me. I'm looking at it, too. Yeah. Doesn't feel like it's that bad. Also, I'm very glad that when I saw this Arnaldo Jimenez, I'm like, if this happens to be the exact same, if he's, like, a Colombian drug lord, I'm gonna be really... I know, I know, I know. Fuck. He's like, nope, just a standard murderer. Um, and, uh, yes, uh... Miguel is like, call me, fian- call my fiance. The wedding is still on, uh, and he'll be back in Colombia anytime soon. Um, once again, they really could not try that hard to make him different than Pablo Escobar. It was just a really weak effort uh, to differentiate the two. Yeah. And then we get to Monk's house after the theme song, and uh, Monk is he's organizing things in Tupperwares, um, and he loves Tupperwares. H- how much does he love Tupperwares? You know he's not a, he's not a big handshake guy, but if he could meet the the inventor of Tupperware, he'd shake his hand. So that says a lot. Mm-hmm. But the inventor of Tupperware is probably dead. Uh, yeah, I don't know when Tupperware was invented, so I can't speak on this. Well, no, I mean, did you did you? This might be a joke. Oh yeah, he said yeah 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 yeah. He did say that. That's right. Yeah, because he said that even if he was dead, he'd still shake his hand because he'd be well preserved. Um, Ooh, which is funny. Uh, if they it, buried him in a Tupperware, that would be fucking epic. Yeah, honestly, it's pretty great. Um, and Natalie picked up the mail, and she's like, uh-oh. And he's like, oh, what? Like, nothing, I'll show you later. And what does Monk think happened? He thinks that he got drafted. <laughs> he thinks, like, we're back in Nam or something. I love I love this. How sincere Jason. Oh, no, I've been drafted. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he almost takes it, like, pretty, like, I mean, obviously he's bummed about it, but he mm-hmm. honestly takes it pretty well. He if takes I, it like, better than I would take it. Oh, my God, I'd be crying. I'd be oh, booking my first fight to yeah, Toronto. I was going to say, yeah, the, uh, since they're not, we're not going to reinstate the draft anytime soon, I will say that if they were re- reinstate the draft, I would absolutely commit the crime of dodging the draft. There's, it just if, if, if Government, if you're listening and you're like, we want to reinstate the draft and we want to pick Jake's card, don't bother. You're just going to have to waste the manpower or try to track me down. I'm not going to. Actually, the only reason why I wouldn't is because I wouldn't want to do something that our former president was famous for doing. That's true. But he got out like an ex- exception. I would just run away. Um, oh, anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, no. It turns out he didn't get drafted. He uh, got jury duty. Um, he was and summoned. He, yeah, he was summoned for jury duty, 
and he is sure he's gonna get picked. Now, when you went to get do jury duty, did you get picked? No, like that's the thing. It's like you don't actually. Um, there's like a step here, at least in California. Maybe it's a new thing where you like do it online mm-hmm. or you call on the phone and they tell you whether or not to even show up. Mm. And so as soon as I got my summons, I, I was already telling my work. I'm like, hey, there's a chance I might have to do jury duty, blah, 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 oh. this crap. And uh, no, like that same, like uh, the day, the night before you call in and then they tell you, oh, don't show up. And then you just mm. got to call it. I think you get three times before mm. you're officially dismissed. Ah, okay. That's a much more efficient system, it seems like. Because that does make sense. It doesn't, it feels like they don't need to, uh, like, bring everyone in for the first step. But then there's the second step, obviously, where then the prosecution and defense can decide. But, like, the first yeah. step where, like, they do, like, the roll call it feels kind of necessary. Anyway, Monk, yeah, like I said, Monk certainly is going to get picked. And then Natalie brings up the point, which I feel is true, which is, like, you have so many friends in the force. How could you possibly get picked? Well, lucky for us, this is an episode of Monk, so you know he's going to get picked. Yes, but also the thing is, I think that they kind of just hand wave that, but I feel like that probably, like, odds are Monk probably knows the arresting officer in this case, but anyway, whatever, it's, you know. I mean, no, um, he definitely knows the, oh wait, no, he doesn't, sorry, uh, well, maybe he no. does, yeah, I was thinking that it was stopped, yeah. no, that's the Escobar no. case. And they're going through the metal detector, uh, Monk got to take off his belt, and he said, I'm glad I was going to already to hang myself. Um, Monk's got some good zingers. I think Monk, when he is mad, like, upset to the point of, like, resigned depression is always funny. I know. I was just also hoping that we'd get, uh, a replay of his little, uh, the thing from the credits where he ducks under the metal detector. That's, like, my oh, favorite. A li- yeah, a little bit of that with the wand. It's yeah, a, yeah, a classic yeah. move. And the way that it syncs yeah. up with, I could be wrong now, is just perfect. Yes, yes. I fucking love that so much. It's magic. Yeah. And then the, I yeah. don't think so, with him drumming. I just, like, that's just... Wonderful stuff. That was a chef's kiss, guy, by the way, guys. And gonna sound weird, yes. Mike. And then Monk says something which is completely untrue, where he says that it's the best justice system in the world. But that's we'll skip past that. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the best justice system in the world. And then we're Monk's vote away from them convicting an innocent man of a crime. Great stuff, guys. Um, we're also like <laughs> we're also like two episodes away from Monk saying he gets a or he's like uh, sickened by the thought of cashing his check as mm-hmm. a cop or whatever. So, yeah, just yeah. not a great showing. I understand <laughs> that it was a simpler time that uh, people had more faith in institutions. But, you know, we just got to say things we got to say. And but, but once he doesn't want to be part of this great justice system. Then we cut to the jury selection room, which um, looks like a miserable place. And uh, yep. And I, my question is, how, how is Natalie allowed to be in here? <coughs> that was my question, too. But also... We kind of missed something earlier. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Um, we kind of missed something earlier when they're walking into the courthouse and Monk or Monk and Natalie both remark on the fact that the courthouse apparently has been under construction for forever right. or something. Right. Right. And you don't think of anything of it at the moment, but it ends up meaning something. See, I spent a lot of time actually in courthouses. Um, obviously, most people when they hear that would be like, oh my God, what happened? But you know damn well it's something benign like that. I had mock trial practice there. and um, I literally was going to say mock trial. Yeah. Uh, so I've been to a bunch of different courthouses because we made we were the first uh, team in our school's history to make states, you know, in like 25 years, but whatever. Um, wow. And uh, we finished fifth in the state of Florida, but that's whatever. You know, it's, who cares? Um, who finished one? Um, I don't remember um, because the top two schools had like an, go on to an additional round beyond states. So um, actually, no, it wasn't top. I honestly don't remember. I think it was some school on the East Coast. Doesn't actually matter though. Um, okay. 
and uh, but we also wait, we also got the professionalism award, but and that was all just me. Um, I just made sure to say hi. I learned that the professionalism award was a thing, and I'm and basically the other teams vote on it. And I'm like, oh, you only go against four other teams in all of, the three other teams in all state. But if I just introduce myself to every other team, we'll get like second or third on most of these ballots. <laughs> anyway, it's not bad. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, Bunk says he can't work with other people, and um, Natalie says it's very sad. And I do like that. Monk's like, yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did no, you but yeah, that like, one, like, he would rather. Oh, wait, go. No, but but yeah, like you said, like why would they let? I mean, not only does Natalie get into this portion, but she actually gets into the like, the actual court, like uh, the actual court. Like, what the hell's going? I on I mean, here? courts are open to the public, but she would have been. I think she would have been thrown out the moment she tried to give something to Monk. Um, but yeah, yeah, you but it didn't seem any... like it didn't seem like it didn't seem like it was open court yet. It seemed like it was like preliminary stuff. I thought it was. I thought it was an actual trial. I originally thought it was op- uh, preliminary stuff, but I think that it was the actual trial because you wouldn't identify someone on the stand. Um, if uh, oh, that's that true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I mean, I can talk because I did my trial. I can talk about how unrealistic the trial is. But that's whatever. Um, you know, you it, it is a gift. It, once I've an actual gift and a curse, it, it really does. It never leaves you how bad everything in movie and TV is when it comes to court stuff. Um, yeah. And but Monk says, did did you catch what Monk said? He'd rather do than be on a jury. No. He'd rather be sucked out of an airplane window, which is great stuff. Okay. Um, and then we see on the TV that uh, Ed, there's like a thing about Escobar, um, so we know that he's a big deal. Um, and then they pick names out of like a what looks like a bingo thing, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. And I do like one thing I do like is that I think a lot of shows would make it like suspenseful that like and you know Monk would be like the last name picked, but uh, what number is Monk in terms of the names being picked? With the number one pick in this year's San Francisco jury draft, the SF, I don't know. I, the number one pick is Adrian Monk. There the district go. attorney picks Adrian Monk. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he's, you know, he expected it. And then we cut to Kobe Stoudemire um, throwing up some J's into a, uh, with, like, a piece of paper into a trash can, you know, Kobe style. Um because they're happy. They just arrested... Yeah, R.E.P., of course. They just arrested Miguel Escobar. That's a big deal. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a huge deal. But, uh, you know, not too long after, uh, we get we get another guest in the office. Uh, mm-hmm. An agent, Lapides? 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 I go to Lapides, but I, it's a dumb Lapides. name no matter what it is. Um, yeah. And he's there. He's got a message from a little... Uh, from an attorney general. What does the AG got to say? Uh, apparently there are bigger thi- there are bigger fish to fry when it comes to our friend Mr. Escobar. He's been dealing drugs to all all over the country essentially. Well, yeah, they know that. But, but what but what does the AG want? Well, he want what he wants us. Oh, he wants to extradite him. Exactly. Yeah, he wants to t- try him in federal court first. Um, yeah, yeah, he wants to try him in federal court. Which you know, if you if you've ever seen an episode of Law and Order, mm-hmm. this happens all the fucking time. And I will say this: I don't. I'm not super educated on the subject, but that feels like a reasonable thing to do for the FBI's most wanted person. He probably should be tried in federal court. I'm just, I, I, yeah. I, and I feel feel pretty okay about that. Um, also, Stammer like said, "I'm like, I'm not giving you Escobar." And it's like, I'm a hundred percent sure that that is not a captain in the police department's call. That is absolutely the district attorney's call. <laughs> yeah, absolutely correct. And like, well, we don't get much details about 
the murder that's been committed. But unless it was like a capital crime, I don't see yeah. how he could have possibly have anything over the federal, the feds on this. Yeah, I guess like, the thing that frustrated me a lot about it is just like this scene is, abs- is is happening with the district attorney and this federal agent. It's not happening with the because Stubbs not even the head of the police department. <laughs> right, the commissioner or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because apparently they have a homicide in San Francisco, but the federal indictment's already filed, so they're gonna drop him off at the courthouse, hand him off on Thursday, um, and then they cut the jury selection, and uh, you know there gets a monk, and I say that the fact that he needs to bring an assistant with him should be disqualifying. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like uh, it, it, you got to keep things very tight. You can't have any leaks in, especially with the. With why? Well, I, sorry, I keep confusing the both of the crimes happening. Obviously, this mm-hmm. is like a pettier crime, so it's not mm-hmm. a big deal. But still, you don't want you don't want other people involved in this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because he says he can't share a bathroom, and then Natalie's like, he's very persnickety, which is one of those times where it's like, I get it. They don't want to like advertise that he is mentally ill, but like he's not just persnickety. That's the whole thing. If he was just persnickety, he'd be on a fucking jury, you know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what's for stickity? Uh, the Sargento family, and they make exceptional cheese. I don't understand this point. Um, Pers- sorry. Is that like a thing that they say? You know what I'm, oh, there's a, they had a slogan for Wiles. Persnickety people, exceptional cheese. Um, Damn. Yeah. And so he says he has plants that need to be watered, etc., etc. He's just he's trying to get out of jury duty. But the judge selects him um, and says that he did a horrible... He did, uh, like... A horrible job at, well, like a standout job at pretending to be crazy. Yeah, because obviously this isn't the first time that he's heard people try to get out of doing jury duty. Mm-hmm. Like once once you got picked, like you're pretty much just there unless you say something truly heinous or you yeah. do some racist shit. Like, mm-hmm. and he's yeah, not well, I, do that. I mean, usually it's not the judge who decides. It would be the because I believe it's that the the numbers might not be right here, but like the defense and the prosecution have like a certain number of vetoes and like they have to agree on the jury so like you know if you uh uh if you're taught like for example if it was like a marijuana possession case uh the prosecution would not want you or i on the jury because uh, you or i don't think that that should be a crime um and there's i would never you know because uh, that's the great thing about juries which people don't realize is that you don't you don't since you don't need to give a reason for acquitting someone if you, for example, this is bad, but like if you thought that murder should not be a crime, you could always just, you just do not guilty, even if the person did murder someone. Now that's not a good thing, but in the case of like something like marijuana possession, you could just be like, no, I I will never uh, find someone guilty of marijuana possession because I don't think it should be a crime. Anyway, right, little fun stuff. Right. Um. So we're so the the victim is on the stand and he's showing the jury where he was stabbed, and Monk does Monk get a good look at this? No, he does not. He does not get a good look at it. Obviously, he's very squeamish with blood. And um, well, it's not because so it's the blood. I think it's because it's close to his nether regions. Oh right, yeah, he's like a never nude weirdo about things. Correct. That's right. Yeah, and uh, the judge admonishes him, and one of the jurors' phone goes off, which is how you know what happened in the mid two thousands. Because like, I feel like back then phones were not ubiquitous enough. Where like now, at all times, people are conscious of who has a cell phone. But back then, I feel like it was like they didn't weren't as on top of it. Yeah, I mean, and, like, the only people that, like, that this really happens to nowadays is, like, older people, but mm-hmm. I feel like most young people always have their phone on vibrate. Like, there's zero yeah. chance you're ever going to catch someone with their yeah. with their tones on. Yeah, exactly. If I am if I am awake, my phone's on vibrate. 
Um, yeah. And yeah, Monk points out that it's juror number four's phone, and I think juror number six fell asleep. Um, yeah. And then there's a guy in the jury who's sn- what? Yeah. And then there's a guy in the jury who's sneezy. That's his only character trait. He's like the seven dwarf. Uh, a lot of the other jurors have like character traits, and his is just that he sneezes. Wow, so we have Sneezy, we got Sleepy, we got oh. uh, Dopey. Uh, there's a science teacher, that's Doc. Um, there you go. Uh, uh, the, guy who's, the guy who's excited about being in America is happy. Anyway. Um, the, guy, the, guy who's, the guy who smokes a lot is like angry, or is there an angry one? Is, is there a grumpy? Grumpy, there's a grumpy. Yeah, grumpy. He's yeah. grumpy. Holy shit, this is all an allegory the for the The one with the piercing, is she bashful? I think she's bashful. Yeah. Oh, fuck, wow, nailed it. Yeah. Now, the, the, the slight see, problem with this is that there are 12 members of a jury and seven dwarves. Um, uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, so um, Natalie tries to hand Monk a wipe, and the judge basically says, like, you can't, if you hand him something, you know, I'll, you'll, I'll throw you in contempt. Um, and then Natalie throws Monk a wipe, which, like, that feels like a massive risk. Like, Natalie has a child at home. She's risking going to jail. Like, come on. I mean, she's been arrested before. She knows what it is. Oh, that's true. She was. Back in or she's been old, detained. Well, she's been no. Remember in Vermont, she was arrested. Remember the anecdote. Mr. Oh Mr. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, she got arrested then, and then she was detained for the stealing change out of the fucking fountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she wouldn't have been if she said the magical words of how to get out of any crime. Am I being detained? Um, that's a, that's such a dumb reference. Um, it's not a reference, but you remember that was a thing where like there was be videos of people getting arrested, and it's like, am I being detained? Am I being detained? Anyway. No, I just remember Don't Taze Me, bro, mostly. Oh, that's classic. Um, that was at the University of Florida. People forget that. I've actually been in the room that that happened. Um, was it? I thought it was UCLA. I thought it was University of Florida. Um, don't Taze Me, bro. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah. Oh, okay. Carry yeah. form. Yeah. Uh, um, so the jury then enters deliberation. Monk has to fix the blinds. And then juror number two, he's talking about how he's very excited to be a... It's very exciting for a new American. Um, this uh, character really could have been in the sitcom in 1987. And it would have been about as... Uh, like, it would have fit the same way. It definitely just, like, feels... Yeah, I'm not a fan. No, man. Not at all. I'm not yeah, buying not great. it. No, it's really... It feels like so, like... Oh, what the country? You know, like, Yakov Smirnoff. Um, <sighs> Wait, so, is that the guy from The Terminal? Uh, no, that's, I forget his name. No, Yakov Smirnoff was a comedian who was from Soviet Union, whose whole thing was you just say stuff about America and then say, what a country. I don't know how I know that and you don't, because he, he's even before. Sounds, he like, he's, sounds, before like, sounds like he's, sounds like he's stealing Dr. Nick's, uh, shtick. I, I mean, I think it could have been. I'm not, I don't really know exactly when Yakov Smirnoff was act, uh, active. Sorry to our older listeners, um, but, uh, anyway, um. So they're they're going to do a secret ballot um, to just find out where everyone stands on the jury. And um, juror number I, who is it? Juror, what's the the guy who sucks? Juror number six, the smoker. Uh, it, yeah. No, not juror. No, I don't juror know. Six? It doesn't matter. No, no, no. Yeah. He says, "Anybody mind if I smoke?" And it's like, "Are you serious? Like, I? It's not 1950. Like, no, you can't smoke in a courthouse. <laughs> What's wrong with you?" Um. Anyway. Yeah. So there are 11 guilty votes. And yep. they're one short. Why are they one short in votes? Because our good old friend uh, Adrian Monk, he's he's not convinced. He's not he's not convinced. No, by no, the no, 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 no. I said no. Himself. Why are there only? I said why are there only eleven votes in total? What's where's the twelfth? Oh, because he's still writing it down. 
Exactly. He knows a smudge. He erases. And then he eventually hands it in, and he says, not guilty. Um, and then, I'm just going to say, it. maybe it's the actor or the performance, but the smoker, when he yells, like, they found a knife in his knapsack, like, it definitely feels like he is racially motivated in wanting to convict this guy. I'm just going to say it. That's, that's the read I got. No, 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 no. For sure. It's And it's like, man, that's what I kind of fucking hate about this episode. It's just like... It obviously it, it it it's not like a realistic. I mean, it might be a realistic depiction of what a jury room is like. But these people clearly don't give a shit. They're yeah. clearly like just trying to get through it and like fuck this mm-hmm. guy if he did it or if he didn't. And I that yeah. just rubs me the wrong way, man. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's true. I think that the fact is, I think that there are obviously people who just want to get it over with. But the fact that there's not one of them who's like, have we yeah, considered the fact that one. we're be putting a guy away for like 15 years for assault and robbery? Um, and, like, yeah, it, it definitely, I, it's ironic because at the beginning they talk about how they say America is the best justice in the world, and then that, this is what the episode is. And exactly. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Um, and the thing is, I don't think the first one time they say it is a joke is the thing. Like, I, I think that it's, yeah, also it's just like, I don't know, I just, I, I, I one part of me want, would love to have Drew do it at some point, but the other hand, I think I would be overwhelmed by having to make that decision because I just can't, I, 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 it, 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 I, I, I always have so much trouble doing guilty verdict for anything because I would just feel guilty if I was honestly, wrong. honestly, like that doesn't that doesn't bother me. Like I feel I could make uh, like an informed decision and like it wouldn't mm-hmm. it wouldn't kill me one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but like to have to deal with some of the people like that you are not that like you're aware yeah. that they're around, but to actually have to see them mm-hmm. and like talk to yeah. them, it's just yeah. Ugh. The smoking juror, I would punch in the throat at some point. Anyway, I wouldn't have. I'm me. I've, I've never punched someone in the throat, and I never will. But um, yeah. Monk says that he's got a feeling, which just feels honestly so unrealistic. Like it's, I, it felt like so out of character for Monk to put it that way. I mean, the thing is, like, we we're not like truly aware of everything. Like, we get like a, a glimpse of like all the evidence, and mm-hmm. like we kind of get walked through it, but we don't see what the actual trial mm-hmm. goes like. And maybe there was something in there to like instill some doubt in Monk. Who knows? I agree, and but and I think that that would be nice to know. <laughs> um, right, right. Like, why does he feel yeah. that way? Why did why does he have yeah. that feeling? You're right. Yeah. Um, and the monk's like, I'm going to pace back and forth and I'll tell you the solution. And the foreman rightfully is like, you got to talk with them. I mean, we're your partners, you know, you can't just pace and then tell us what happened. But he doesn't work well with people. He doesn't like working with people. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Monkeys, he's, he's got some problems. We cut back and we learned that, uh, Stoudemire's talking about locking down the, the courthouse because the Escobar hearing is at 12 noon on Thursday. And right after that is when they're handing him off, um, and there's a great bit where Stalmar's like, all right, listen, Claire, care for me, and I'm not going to say this again. And he lists all the things they need. And Randy's like, can you repeat that? Yeah, which part? Uh, everything after, listen carefully, I'm not going to repeat this. <laughs> right. My only question is, like, why is there even a hearing? Is this just, like, a formality to, like, hand him off to the feds? I think it's an arraignment, I think, I think uh, that they need to, like, I think okay. they technically need, I be, I'm not 100% sure if this is what this is, but they technically need to read you your crimes like have you need to legally have your crimes read in front of you and like you need to be arraigned on them um is you because it's part of like the right to a speedy trial that you can't delay um your rights like your what your the charges are so you can plead i believe is what i'm not like i'm not really sure that's what's happening here but that is why they would need to do something you they can't just immediately transport him to the federal court without having him get his arraignment for uh the state court for the, um, gotcha okay yeah yeah um so Monk's looking at the evidence, um, and 
the foreman's basically like, can we get this guy switched out? He's crazy. And apparently they sent home the alternates, which feels like really stupid. It's been like a day. Why would you send home the alternates? Um, yeah, I mean, like, the timeline of this episode is what? Two two days? Two days, At yeah. most? Mm-hmm. Um, for what it is, like, I... I is that how normally, how fast it goes for, like, a stabbing and robbery crime? Like, I feel like that would go sure. on for, like, a week at least. Unclear. Unclear. You're probably right. But more importantly, like, why would you send him the alternates? You know that there's a guy who's weird and unstable. I mean, like, right. this is... Yeah, honestly, the judge is keenly aware. I forget his name, but he's he really edoed this up, you know what I mean? Um, I th- I think it's no fucking coincidence that the guy's Japanese. It yeah, I, I think that they that definitely shit. did that to evoke that. Um, yeah. Man... Uh, you know, you know that the Falcons have a running back whose name is Edo Smith. Yes, I did. His brother, his older sibling, said that he looked, he reminded them of Judge Edo when he was a baby, which is just like I heard that it said on like a broadcast. Excuse like, me? No, and I was like, I I hate this, but like, are they just like beating on the bush that like the all his older siblings or whatever gave him a racist nickname because when he was a baby he had like thin looking eyes? Is I think what they're trying to say. But they can't say that on our broadcast. But I think oh, that's what man. it means, right? Anyway, because there's no I... way he would look... He's, he's, just, he's an African-American guy. There's no reason he would look like Lance Lito other than to say that. I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah. It definitely Probably just like a man. weird... It definitely... It, I'll say this. It's not not racist, the nickname. Um, Correct. Um, but anyway, Monk apparently has got something. Um, so we asked one of the jurors uh, to try on the pants, the jeans that the guy was wearing, which I feel like is not legal. Um, and uh, what's the issue with the pants? Oh, yeah. So, like, from what from what Monk could gather before he had to turn away, uh, the – I think his name is Carl Palmer. I think I didn't write down. It doesn't matter. Was. doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But he, like, sags his pants. And the angle, or I guess the placement of where the stab wound would have been, doesn't make any sense with the way that he wore his pants. So unless to have been, no, unless, unless he was sitting down. Because correct, you're, that's you're what I was pant- getting. Now I have a question with sagging pants. Um, I know you went to private school. Never mind. I was going to say, uh, did your school have a policy where the, did you get a principal who cracked down on sagging pants and would have administrators come around with zip ties to zip tie people's pants up? Uh, well, we didn't no. have the zip ties. We didn't have the zip ties, but uh, I mean, I went to Catholic school, so yeah, there was definitely no pants sagging. I mean, I've yeah. never been a pants sagger, even when I, I've never, when I was a I mean, skater. I've never been, but I'm saying that a lot of kids did sag their pants. Um, anyway. Yes. Uh, yeah, Monk then theorizes that this guy sa- stabbed himself. Um, and uh, yeah. But then, well, of course, I just. I, go. I, I'm just unclear on what his motivation would be for stabbing himself. I honestly don't know. This is that's one of the big problems of the episode is that like neither of the crimes you get enough information on to be satisfied with like what's being solved. You know, uh, I just hate that like I that it, it's not supposed to make or like that we're not supposed to even question it. That it's just yeah. supposed to just be a thing that happens. But whatever. Yeah. Okay. And um, you know the racist smoking juror is like it was the guy's knife. It was in his backpack. And Monk's like, how do you know it was his knife? There was no fingerprints on it. And it's like, what kind of detective are you? And then he points out, which is a good point thing, I'm the kind of detective that asks, why did, would he wipe down the handle but not the blade? Yeah. 
I, I, it's just like it's nah, I'm not gonna harp on it too bad but yeah these people need to be aware they need to carefully parse through this evidence before making their decision man speaking of carefully parsing that smoking juror is definitely carefully parsing some Q drops right now Jesus Christ um, some what some Q drops what are Q drops oh well that's what they call QAnon posts come on keep up well, you gotta keep up with the internet keep up with the times okay sorry I'm no. I'm like yeah I don't even no, get kidding. this fucking selling stocks on Reddit shit. Like, it's oh, honestly, that, I, I, I'm I about to block that, that shit. I'll explain that later. I'll explain okay. that later. But, yeah, the QAnon, I mean, I just, yeah, I just, I know, I, too deep. Um, anyway, uh, also, apparently, Monk points out the timeline's weird. It's not actually important, the actual details of this case is the thing. Like, I wrote so many notes, but what I'm realizing as I'm reading is, like, the notes of the actual, this actual case are not important. They don't matter. No, I know. It's just, watching this show, it should. Yeah, it absolutely should. Yeah. Um, but Monk is looking outside, and he notices something a little peculiar about uh, what he sees out the window. Yeah, apparently um, at some point he, uh, he, he notices that there's like a discrepancy with what he had seen earlier. He believes he notices something is – well, my note was he notices something is off with – the, tarp the, the, court, the, the tarp for the courthouse construction stuff. It had been moved or something? Or the, it was there and it, it was moved. Before? Yeah, it was moved. Okay, it was moved. So, obviously, the natural assumption is that there's a body underneath there, well, right? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. There also was lime in the, on the tarp. A, bog, a, a big bag of lime. Okay. Which, sure. It still I is think... not enough evidence, but still. Yeah, it's pretty flimsy, but okay. Yeah. And, uh... A question I have here is, Monk is, like, leaning out of a window. Is he not afraid of heights? Come on. Also true. Didn't even think about that. And so Monk tries to tell the bailiff what's going on, and the bailiff's like, you know, are you trying to delay or disrupt this trial? Um, which, fair, but also this is a former detective, and he's saying that a person died, so, like, maybe take it a little seriously, but whatever. Yeah. Then Monk spots Natalie bringing him his food, and... Here we go. Yeah, no, I want you to talk about it, because I don't even want to talk. I mean, honestly, it's just a back and forth of, like, them yelling at each other from who knows how far the distance is. Um, and what is it? That she brought his lunch? Is that yeah. what it was the first time? Yeah. yeah, she brought his lunch, which I guess was a cob salad. Weirdest looking cob salad I've ever seen. Well, yeah, cob salad can't be. Is, yeah, and also there's no way he's eating cob salad. Cob salad. Well, I mean, he's, not, he's not eating a salad in a Tupperware because a salad, by definition, is not separate. But whatever. Oh, that's right. Woo, shit. Look at Jay Christie. Um, yeah, so they're just like, what is it like? He basically I don't even know charades. what he says. He's like, there's yes. a body in the dumpster. It doesn't actually matter. Um, and then... And, but basically, yeah. he gets the message He gets the message across to Natalie to call Stottlemyre. Mm -hmm. And they do. And so, and so I was like, you're taking it away from the most important case of my life. But sure enough, there's a body. Um, and, uh... Thankfully, some of the jurors are like, oh, wait, this guy was right about there being a body in a dumpster from, like, 100 feet away. Maybe we should trust him about this case. <laughs> Gee, you think? Yeah. Um, but it's the victim is a woman, 60 years old, and uh, who is it? Um, it was... No, 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 sorry, said, who is it? I'm asking, I'm Monk, I'm asking Natalie. Who is it? Oh, it's, uh, oh, there's, uh, no, there's no ID. No idea? Repeat 17 times. Um, yeah, just yeah, it this really is just not good. To watch. It's not good. It's yeah. just not good. It, and the thing is, the reason I the reason I'm mad about it is because I love this show so much. I think this show is really really great. This bit is just not worthy of it. Just it's just not doesn't belong. 
Yeah, it's very uh, monk as an umpire kind of deal. Yeah, I think, and I think it'd be funny if it was just like twice, and I, because I like when he says you should check her identification, but like that's like after ten times of no idea, no ID. It's like, oh, that would have been funny three times ago, but uh, yeah. Um, but monk does notice that even though he can't hear them, he somehow can see that she's wearing like orthotic shoes. Um, and, Orthopedic. Uh, yes. Uh, Yes, I, I said orthotic shoes, which I believe is the correct term for shoes, footwear, but whatever. Ugh, um, I, mean, right. I think or- orthopedic is also description of but orthotic thing is more apt. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, or orthotics are things you put inside orthopedic shoes. I don't even know. Um, the funny thing, too, is, is if this case happened in Florida, that would be impossible to identify because every per- in my hometown especially, every 9 out of 10 people would be wearing uh, orthotic shoes. Um, you know what? I'll defer to you on this one. Let's just say. Uh, what? The... Not anymore because of the new town, the villages, which is now like growing a lot. But for most of my life, Charlotte County, Florida, was the oldest county in America by median age. The median age was in the mid '60s. Um, the median age. Think about that. Crazy stuff. Um, Jesus Christ! Wow, that's basically uh, yeah. like yeah. It's the old. It was the oldest county in Florida, which is the oldest state in the country. Anyway, um, and uh, monks like yeah, I saw her in the waiting room. And then the judge notices that Monk is shouting down, and he immediately sequesters the jury. Yeah, you know, and that's... It's super interesting, like, to see what exactly, like... Like, sequestering the jury... I don't know. I guess, like, I'm so used to, like, the Law & Order version of it, where they always put them in, like... Well, that's exactly what happened. They put them in, like, a shit hotel. Mm -hmm. But, like, what are the grounds for sequestering a jury? Just because they were talking to some... Oh, yeah, because they were talking to someone outside of the actual room? Okay, fine. Fair enough. yeah. Um, and Monk, of course, can't sleep because he's sharing a room with the smoker. Um, and the guy is smoking in his sleep, which is bad. Like, I know that Monk, this is one of those scenes where Monk, uh, I've talked about this before, where has grounds. they're trying to make it that, what? That he has grounds? Exactly, yeah. Where it's like, they try to play it like, oh, Monk's so kooky. It's like, no, I wouldn't be able to sleep in a room with a guy who's smoking in his sleep either. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Like, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, and Monk tries to use his tweezers to grab a cigarette, and the guy is like, I'm allowed to smoke. Um, and, like, I guess so, but, man. Um, yeah, that's when they used to, do they still have smoking rooms? Like in They do. Mo- like- I don't know if they do in California, but I have in the past, because uh, when my family would take trips back and forth between New York and Florida, we would usually stop in North Cackalack or Virginia, and, um, I remember one North time- where? Uh, North Carolina, North Cackalack is the nickname. I just wanted to throw that in there. I was hoping you wouldn't say anything. Okay. Um, you never heard <laughs> Sorry, North Cackalack and South Cackalack? Um, I'm not well, Why not would I have heard that? Yeah, sure. Why would um, I have heard that? <laughs> there's no reason you would have heard it. But uh, I remember we once went there where there was like a big like veterans festival in like this random town in Virginia we stopped in. And the only rooms they had left were smoking rooms. And that was like five years ago. So they do still exist. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, the guy says... Don't be such an ass in the jury room. And then juror number 12 gets up. Um, I, I Did you recognize... What is this actress from? I recognized her, but I don't know from what. Anyway. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I'll tell you. Um, well, she was definitely, like, on a string of episodes of Smallville, I want to say. But uh, where I, I remember her the... But... Where I remember her the most from was... She was in um, Saw 2. I didn't see either of the Saw movies. No, either. I, I haven't seen any of the Saw There's, movies. like, fucking eight of them. Yeah, I, I apologize. I, that was me misspeaking. Um, but this episode has an 8.8 on IMDb, which 
Ozzy, we might get some hate mail over this. Are this, you uh, joking me? I'm not. I, I, I'm not. Um, apparently, she had a lot of episodes on Two and a Half Men. Um, you know. Anyway. Uh, All right. She sneaks off and makes a phone call, and I'm not going to go into it more because, like, this is a subject that I don't feel comfortable joking about, which is you know how it's bad. Where is she hiding this phone? Where is it? Uh, okay. Is it? Is do you think she stuffed it in there? Is that what we're talking about? Uh, no, I mean, I, I. It's like in a bag somewhere. It's like in a bag. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm joking because clearly, like, she wouldn't be able to bring the phone, so I don't know why it's in a burlap sack. But also, it's like. If if you if the burlap sack wasn't there, I think the reason if there is a burlap sack, it's not burlap also, but the reason there's a mini like sack is because if it wasn't, I think <laughs> that everyone's mind would have went there because you can't bring a phone into a sequestered jury hotel. No, absolutely not. Um, my only thinking, like now that I look back at it, is if it would actually would have been an interesting um, a wrinkle to it is if they purposely like fucked with the like the outside to make mm-hmm. they would have had to have known that monk was going to be the juror right. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they would have staged something so that they would find the body, mm. and so maybe she would have she would have uh, planted the the phone the, the, the phone hotel. at the hotel room already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that would have yeah. been a nice little thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, definitely because it would have made me not think like, oh, is that up or uh, who? Um, so she is calling to make a confirmation or reservation for a flight, which feels like a huge risk. Like you smuggle the phone in just to like give a confirmation for a flight. Um, right, not only that, but, like, I think the only thing that she was using to muffle the sound of her making these reservations is the water running, and it yeah. wasn't even, like, going full blast, so, no. like... But, more importantly, where is the flight going? The flight is going to North Kakalaka. Oh, wait, no, it's going to Buenos Aires? It is not going to Buenos Aires. Okay, the, I'm only saying this because it's going to Bogota, which is where our, yes. your 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 good friend Miguel Escobar is from. Mm-hmm. But because on my closed caption it said to Buenos Aires, and I was like, "What? Damn, that's not what I heard that's at all." Racist as hell. That's man. Yeah. I thought you messed it up, and I'm like, I really don't want to be the guy to correct Andre Barrera, Mario Andre Barrera, on his Latin American geography. But I know the the. What is it? Just, the only thing you have in common is they begin with B and in South America. Why don't they put Brasilia if they're gonna do that? You know, or um, yeah, uh, Barranquilla, or um, or uh, Bima. No wait, that's Lima. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I I'm glad I'm just glad I got pulled a third. Um. I'm proud of myself for that one. Actually, a fourth. Excuse me. Anyway, we cut yeah. to uh, Miguel, and he's got an itchy nose, which honestly, and he can't use his hands. Ah! Which anyone we all can relate. If you you know when you go to the barber or whatever, you know you know that feeling. Honestly, I thought this was like a, co- a cocaine joke. Like he was like, "Oh, my nose is itchy. I need some." Um, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh no, I think he actually just has an itchy nose. Which, it, but yeah, I mean that sucks. When you're at the barber and you got an itchy nose, you're like, "Fuck, I can't. What am I supposed to do?" Um, I do it anyways. Sometimes it, I usually wait till like they're doing grabbing something else, um, and I quickly, you know, and uh, what are they grabbing? <laughs> seeing as seeing as my primary barber for. I don't know, the last decade has been a good family friend. I don't feel comfortable with this line of joke, but um, uh, the, bottle, the bottle of water. Um, and then, uh, anyway. Uh, also, the thing I have here is that uh, Miguel is bragging about escaping way too much. <laughs> like, yeah, like, he sounds way too... Con- I mean, but the thing is, that he, uh, what they mentioned earlier is that he's apparently escaped before. Yes. He's like El Chapo. Or like Pablo yeah, Escobar. Yeah, basically. But, um, 
Except, I mean, and they actually, if you look on the DVDs, they're actually deleted scene where Sean Penn comes to interview Miguel Escobar. Um, oh, remember okay, that? good to know. Do you remember that? Yeah. When Sean Penn. Yeah. Oh, my God. The thing I... The thing I think about all the time with that is that in Wait, Pablo Sean... Escobar? No, he went yeah, to El Chapo. El Chapo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Where yeah, he yeah, went to interview him. And I remember he mentioned offhandedly when he first met him, he farted. And in the article, it's like, I apologize for a bit of traveler's flatulence. It's like, that's not a thing. That's not a thing that happens. Like, a traveler? That's not like you traveling. You just ate bad food, Sean Penn. Anyway. Um, now yeah. the jury is at an 8-4. Um, and uh, the... Smoker is like, yeah, but all his points are circumstantial. Or no, is it who, who is it who says that all the points are circumstantial? You know, it's not what you're giving is not evidence. And the thing about that is, if I can get on my uh, soapbox for a little bit, let's go. The defense, a not guilty verdict, does not need to have evidence. If even if the evidence is circumstantial, that's still fine because your point is you don't have to prove definitively that the guy didn't commit the crime. You need to prove that there's doubt that he didn't. So like, if you have circumstantial evidence, like that shows that the person didn't commit the crime, that's good enough. That's... I swear to fucking God, man, the way that this country yeah. does not understand reasonable doubt, and I'm not talking about the Jay Z album, is just truly maddening. It's like you don't. The, the Monk doesn't have to prove shit. He just needs to be like, like after Monk points out the thing with the um with the pants and the knife that should have been it because that is enough reasonable doubt to, like yeah you know that's the thing about this country not too many people focus on the reasonable doubt they're just focusing on the reasonable clout mm-hmm. wow you know what i'm saying yep. mm-hmm. yeah i didn't even consider the fact that the people who are voting guilty were doing gonna do it for the instagram likes um and uh monk then he, he looks at the towel, and he sees that there's an interesting pattern of the stains of the blood. What's interesting about it, Andre? Uh, that it looks like he, um, it, from the pattern of the blood, it looks like it was folded over, mm-hmm. which is not something that a man that was stabbed and is desperate to stop the bleeding would do, right? A, yes, exactly. And so now they do a revote, and it's 11 to 1. Because it's and it's not the racist juror that's the one. Who's the one? Our good friend, uh, the one that's uh, the the lay uh, the cell phone uh, juror number twelve. Juror number twelve, the cell phone thief or the mm. cell phone smu- cell phone smuggler. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, exactly. And she like they're like, what the hell? You just change your vote because she was probably like the first. She was like the first person on Monk's side, you know. Um, and now she's changed her vote again to guilty. mm Hmm. And Which so she runs like, to the bathroom. Yeah, she runs to the bathroom. She's got to hit the head. Um, and Monk spots something on her jacket. Um, what was what, what, what the substance on her jacket? Well, first he asked for the science uh, teacher's help. Well, she, she just so happened to have a Bud Lime Marita just um, right there in her jacket. That, man, want to talk about a thing that... I've never had a Bud Lime somewhere. Marita. And I've, I've, every time I've ever had any of those Maritas... It's ended with me being like, I could have drank anything else in the world because you just feel like straight up dog, the, the drunkest dog shit in the world. Man, those are a problem. Um, I've I've never I've never had a, a limerita. Is it good? I mean, the, I think that the uh, the mangarita is good. Um, I mean, they, they all t- they taste very artificial because they're eight percent alcohol tall boys, so like they need to put so much sugar in them. Um, all of them are eight percent. Yeah, limeritas are eight percent. Um, 
which like I, I'm currently drinking a Bud Light Platinum Seltzer, which is eight percent, but it is also the, the it's the size of a regular can of seltzer, and so it's reasonable <laughs> to drink, and it also is not so much sugar. Um, like it's a good like if I was gonna get an eight percent Tall Boy, I would absolutely get uh, Mike's Harder Lemonade if I had to. Um, if I but that's I also get four that's true. I've never actually had a Four loco. That's a, one of the good things about my age is that I missed the Four loco thing. Because I absolutely would have had one. Because caffeine and alcohol, like, those are great. Um, <laughs> They're so good, man. So good. The pink one. lemonade ones are great. I gotta, I'll, I'll have one. Hey, when, we, when I head out to L.A., uh, <laughs> you, after you buy me six drinks at a bar, which you promised, then well, and then the next day I'll, you know, get day drunk on Four loco. Anyway. And so, then, and then um, we'll, get a, we'll get a smoking room at a hotel. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and, yeah, so it's lime. And Monk thinks that uh, Number 12 murdered the woman in the dump. And why on earth would she do that? She, I mean, is this where we're going into it right now? Well, no, I'm not going with, well, yeah, but why, why would she, I, we're not going to do what happened because this episode really doesn't have a case. But what what was her thing? Because she, cause she wanted to be on that jury and th- she needed to find someone to replace her, mm-hmm. I guess, and she yeah. needed to pick someone that nobody would miss, nobody would ask questions, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. So, she killed that poor old lady. Yeah, honestly, real- she was literally dying to get jury duty. Yeah. Also, the biggest L in this episode is caught by that old lady. Like, it's she. Not only does she die, she dies because her life is sad and she's alone. <laughs> and because she was at jury duty. <laughs> yeah, oh, but just a, taking L's, like just taking more L's. That's three strikes. <laughs> Taking more L's than Andre and 420. I mean... Ooh, hey. Thank you. I like that. Um, and, uh, and it's like, well, how did... I mean, if she, and she, he's basically... Monk's basically like, she needs to be here. She's trying to prolong this. And they ask, how did she... But she voted to get with the majority for the beginning. And it's like, no, no, no. She saw my vote. She knew I was going to vote uh, not guilty. So she wrote uh, guilty so she didn't draw suspicion. Um She's stalling. So, yeah, she's stalling, exactly. And so they, he has a plan, and he says that um, he needs their help. What's his plan to s- flush her out? Uh, basically to change their mind, <clears throat> to all go against what she said. So she said mm-hmm. that she didn't think he was guilty, so they're all going to say that they think he's guilty now when she comes back from her, her little bathroom break. It, well, no, it was the opposite. She said that... Um, he was guilty, and they all said not guilty, and then they're going to change the votes to guilty. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, 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 that's what it is. Yeah. So she comes back for the bathroom break. She's got her uh, her coffee mug with her, which it was weird that she brought it to the bathroom, but that's whatever. Um, and, uh, really weird that they let her in with it, to be honest. Yeah, because the thing about actual uh, – there's another thing about courthouses is that, yes, obviously you hand over your metal things when you go through the metal detector, but they also run it through like one of those airport scanners. Like They'd be able to see that there was a biscuit in – the, uh, Ooh, there in, it is. In, the co- in the coffee cup. By the way, guys, if you just started listening to this Everyone, show, we, pa- because of the Jason Guy Stanford, podcast, yeah. pause your podcast and take a drink. Yeah, every that time if you, if you gets just if you just started listening to this because the Jason Guy Stanford interview, uh, well, one, thank you for listening. This, I'm glad you got this far in this episode, which is definitely not as good as the last one, um, both in the show and in this podcast. But we refer to there's an old rap slang in like the early 2000s where people called guns biscuits and. Um, for some reason, that's just a bit on the show is that we refer to guns as biscuits because of that. Anyway, um, yeah, she brought yeah. the biscuit in. And it's not that weird to have a biscuit with coffee, but to have a biscuit in a coffee cup. Um, all right, I'm no, that might much. be good, too. That might be good, too, though. Yeah. Um, if and, it's a scone uh, kind of biscuit? Yes. 
Um, but yeah, I'm talking about an American type of biscuit. Like, I mean, I'll be honest, if it was a British biscuit, like that would be po- even Like better. a Popeye's biscuit? Well, no. But the thing, you know, because British biscuits are basically cookies. Like, regular cookies are what British people call biscuits. That would be even better. I mean, mm. um, so anyway. Um, she asks for a few minutes to deliberate, and then she pulls out the biscuit. And uh, as this is happening, Escobar is being led through um, the courthouse. And she quickly takes all the jury hostage with, like, she has tape and, like, zip ties somehow. They let her in with those. Imagine you're, you're going through a belt. You're, like, they're searching your stuff in a courthouse. And you're like, oh, that's just my uh, electrical tape and zip ties. Don't you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Major problems in this episode. but uh, And not only that, but she's, like, fucking a master at, like, t- uh, taping people's mouths. Because she gets them all in, like, a straight line. It's pretty ridiculous. I mean, I feel like if you great are, job. like, the lover and probably accomplice of a Colombian drug lord, you actually probably act pretty good at that. That's pretty, that feels realistic. Um, That's true. Fine. Um, and uh, so um, as she's doing that, she messes up. She tries to close the blinds, and she accidentally leaves one uneven. Hint, hint. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the, she, the bailiff comes in. And she, like, decks the bailiff. He does a bad showing for the bailiff. What's the point of being a bailiff if you're going to get beaten up by, you know, a woman who's 100 pounds soaking wet? Um, this is not a good mm-hmm. look. Yeah. Well, she summons and him. Then, it's not like he just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. Right, 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 right. You're right. She's, yeah, she summons him. Um, and as is happening, Escobar's getting handed off to the feds who, like, just real great at fed acting by these guys. You just hate these guys so much. Um yeah, it's funny because the the main guy Lapides or whatever he's uh he's like one of those like bit players that's like in those uh, Broken Lizard movies. Mm, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember him from uh, Super Troopers specifically. He's one of the 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 Salisbury's Cup, uh, the the opposite police force. Never actually seen. I've never seen Super Troopers. I apologize. I oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, so the handoff happens. Natalie is walking inside and she notices the blinds are uneven. And she knows that that means something's mm-hmm. got to be wrong because obviously Monk would have fixed them. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, juror number 12, she, like, you know, is flipping a switch of some kind. She's, she's honestly, it's unclear what she's doing. Um, but Monk then grabs the knife that was evidence. And you're like, oh, my God, he's going to cut people open. They're going to love him. But why, what is he doing with the knife instead? Wait, what do you mean she's flipping a switch? She's flipping the switch from the elevator switch to make oh. it go to all floors as opposed oh. to just. Oh, I missed that. That's what that. she was doing. Yeah, okay, yeah. I will say this. I understand, I appreciate you giving me that correction, but as you <laughs> miss stuff in your notes like three times an episode, don't use that tone with me. <laughs> no, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But like, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but what is Monk trying to do with the knife? Oh, yeah, he instead just tries to straighten out the blinds, which come the fuck on, man. Yeah, uh, that's too much. It really is too, because it's frustrating because they show time and time again that like if Monk's life is on the line, he'll do the right thing. And like this, I just don't believe that he cares that much about the blinds being uneven. Because if he okay, were to untie, himself, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, oh, no, if he were to untie himself, he could fix the blinds. All right. Now my thing was, if Monk was put in a situation where he had to play Russian roulette and he got through all five, all five of the six bullets without shooting, would he have to shoot the sixth one just because he had to do it? That's he good, would. I honestly have no idea. I honestly have no idea because the thing is that like. Mental disorders, like obsessive compulsive disorder, don't make sense. So, like, I don't think so. Actually, I think that he probably because 
I would say this. I think that there are people with obsessive compulsive disorder bad enough to that that would happen. If I'm gonna be frank, like I remember that I read this story once where it is a simplification of it, but like a guy had severe OCD and he like lived with his parents because he was like super mentally unstable and he would always enter through the back door in his house every single day. And one day I think like his dad accidentally locked it and he came in, he, when the back door was broken, he came in and killed his dad. Like that, there are people who are that bad where like they need to, you know what I mean? And I, Monk is not that because Monk repeatedly is able to, like in the first episode when Monk grabs the gun from like the sewer water, he's clearly Mm -hmm. able to overcome it for a moment, you know? Um, Right. So like, I don't think so. like just slice... But he couldn't cut his fucking restraint or the the. Lady that's why it feels unreal. That's why it feels out of character. Yeah, because yeah, time and time again, yeah. we are shown that that like monk can, if he needs to, um, overcome things. And the same with my yeah. OCD. Obviously, not nearly as bad as monks, but like, for example, I, my biggest thing that I have with my OCD, even with my medication, is that I have a mental block where I, if I get greasy food on my hands at all, I can't touch my phone. Period. I need to like I will use my left hand. I will do anything. I can't touch anything. However, if I was just eating fried chicken and my mother like had a heart attack in front of me, I'd be able to pull up my phone and call 911 because like you just, you, you know, it's not, yeah. anyway, it's, it's frustrating because it's like so much of Monk is Monk in the climax of an episode overcoming stuff and it's just like, okay, maybe in minute 20 this is the joke, but this is the end of the episode. This is where Monk does like the serious shit, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But thankfully Natalie comes and she breaks down the door um, and uh, she rips off the tape. Um and then we cut to uh, Escobar getting transported, and number twelve, he, she's 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 put the biscuit to good use. Yeah, you know she she knows what the fuck she's doing. Um, wait, who's got the wait? I'm sorry, I, I number twelve, juror number twelve got the biscuit on her. She shoots the two feds. Oh right, because we don't see it. Sorry, yeah, we just see the aftermath. Uh, well, no, yeah, yeah we see, but no, we see the boom boom, and then. Um, and you don't you don't see her shooting, but you see them get shot. Okay, now I was writing something down, so I didn't even see yeah. that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Now the thing I have, but is obviously, that when... they're, obviously, yeah. obviously, they're both wearing bulletproof vests, so this is, yeah. uh, you know, they'll be fine. Oh, I say this: they did such a good job of making me hate them that I kind of was upset they're in bulletproof vests. Because I'm like, I kind of want that guy to die. <laughs> he really sucks, Lapitas. Um, but yeah. Also, when they're doing the handoff, you see like fifty officers there. But then when they're transporting him, it's just the two? Uh, he, I, I mean, if, exactly. Um, I don't care if they're federal police officers. Like, you need a fucking, uh, like, a procession. You know, mm-hmm. you need something. Like, this guy's the number one most wanted mm-hmm. guy, and you have two people on him? Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, so, Monk and Natalie show up after, like, they find what ha- the, 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 the guards, and they see that the elevator's going up. So, Monk uh, gives a call to stop, and... Where, how, 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 what was the plan of escape for the Escobars? Uh, yeah, they, they went the Home, home Alone 2 route. Uh, they mm-hmm. decided to go down, like, the trash, or, like, you know, the trash chute that they kind mm-hmm. of put, like, in buildings uh, on the side mm-hmm. of them to, that go flow straight into a dumpster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and sure enough, that's the way they get out. But upon exiting said dumpster, we got, mm-hmm. we got the biscuit pointed right at their faces by mm-hmm. our good friend, Captain Leland Stottlemyre. Yep, they got him. Um. Uh, yep. And then we cut to the end tag where Monk's giving a rundown on everyone. She like he talks about how six was like quiet, but you know important. And then she gives him a hug, which like that's a nice moment. 
Um, yeah, very nice. I like that. I, yeah. Number and she two tells him to stay cool or something? Oh, yeah, stay cool. Um, number two says he's good for America, once again, just really out on this character. Yeah, same. Bonk says that him and number seven were co-captains, who he kind of rolls his eye at. Uh, number four, and then, uh, you know, he's like, he hated me, but I'll see you at the reunion in a year at Benihana's. And he's like, oh, that's not going to happen. Which, like, what do you mean it's not going to I would, I mean, Benihana's isn't amazing, but, like, if someone's like, hey, let's go to Benihana's in a year, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, but the thing is, he can't smoke inside Benihana's, so he ain't uh, going to be there. Now, also, Mon- I would do love to see a, a bit when Monk was at Benihana's, though, because... It's also just Benihana, which people say Benihana's all the time. But uh, I would love to see Monk at Benihana because there's no way he'd be okay with it as a thing. Absolutely. Like, he would be so pissed the second that the guy flipped the shrimp into his hat. And or it's like, it like, are you going to use the same cooking surface for all of us? You know? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how the episode ends. Now, Andre, what would you give this episode out of 10? Um, I'm giving it a 7. I'm going to honestly... I thought that Mr. Monk the Big Reward was, like, my least favorite, but I think it's just because this episode was never on its indication. I only saw this episode once. I'm going to give this a 6.5. I think this episode is just genuinely not good. Like, it, No, it's, 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 it's really, it's really, yeah. It's really weak, and it's really, I was really disappointed to watch it again because I hadn't seen it in forever, and I'm like, ah, I, I haven't seen this one in a while. I wonder if it's good, and it actually just isn't. Um, yeah, and it's like a season finale, and like we discussed it like a little bit off pod. Um, and I, you know, I'm very much a fan of like television where there's stakes at the end of each season, or there's like something to build upon the next season. And it's, mm-hmm. we haven't really had that yet, but from what I'm te- from what you've told me, this it's gonna be a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to that. So I just want like season finales that have some sort of uh, yeah. something weight. that carries forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. some weight. Yes. Yeah. But more important than that. The good thing is, I know for a fact because I've watched Monk before that not every episode, that the episodes coming forward are not as bad. Because as I've told Andre, the next episode is one of the best ever, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But so please keep listening to the show. Follow the show at Strictly Monk and Andre. Where will people follow you? You could follow me at Andre Pereira. And you can follow me at the J Christie. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, and thank you so much for the support. I. Really, am glad to see some of the nice things people have said. I've got we've gotten more followers and subscribers since the Jason Gray Stanford interview, um, and that really means a lot. Uh, it was awesome for him to come on, and yeah, and you know, it's great, it's great, it's it's great, and um, I'm sorry I don't want to like discourage if this is like your first episode after that listening to it. Like we're not usually this tough on an episode. It's just no, not just, at all. That's Famously, how that's how it worked not. out. Yeah, yeah um, like we are. I think. I mean, I think the fact that I give a 6.5 to an episode that I said is not good should probably be a good indicator. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, we're very, we're very, uh, po- we're, we're Paul Abdul in the first season of American Idol positive. Like, you know, we're just not. Definitely medicated. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, often medicated, often imitated. Um, yep. And um, yeah, I'm, man, I was really glad though. like. And if you if you listen to the Jason McStand for one, you listen to this one, you still listen more. I'm just gonna say I apologize for how many cuck jokes we make. Anyway, um, more important than all that, tune in next week as we talk, Mr. Monk and the actor. Let's get cucky. I mean, let's get toochy. Ah, uh, let's get monkey. <laughs> <laughs>